Bootboy Radio is sponsored by the Prince Regent, Regent Road, Great Yarmouth. Live entertainment seven days a week throughout the summer season and every weekend throughout the whole year. Great Yarmouth's premier live entertainment venue, the Prince Regent, Regent Road, Great Yarmouth. Sessions on bootboyradio.net this Sunday afternoon, one till three. And we'll look say we're here every Sunday afternoon playing you classic punk and oi from 76 onwards. And we're mixing up every, every other week, back perhaps once a month, with just an interview, even one of the celebs or one of the personalities from the scene from way back and up to the current day as well. So hopefully you'll be able to join us on G Man's Avid Sessions one till three on a Sunday afternoon. And as, hopefully that'll be repeated again in the week on a Tuesday, Wednesday, later on. So if you want to hear it again, you can always catch it up there or you can catch it up on mixcloud.com as well. So, And every week we'll be having a new track this year, starting in 2022. On the hour, we'll be having a new track from each band that has been sending some stuff into us anyway. And we're hoping we'll play something that you haven't heard before or you know something that's a bit new for you to enjoy anyway. So thank you very much for listening to G-Man's Abbott Sessions on Boot Boy Radio, Sunday 1 till 3 on bootboy.net. Glad you can listen to us and keep the faith. We can all see yes they have. You can have it in the morning. You can have it over now. You can have it any place you want it. We don't really care. You can have it.
Starter offer back for G-Man's Avid Sessions this Sunday afternoon, Sunday the 9th of October. We've been away for a few weeks and hopefully you've missed us and you come back and you listen to us loud and strong, you know what I mean? And um, we've come up straight away with an interview for you for this week as well. And uh, so it's going to cut down uh, the, the track times we've got before and after, you know, because we've only got two hours and that. But um, it's been caught. Sunday the 21st of August was the last session. And uh, all my fellow DJs on Boot Boy Radio, they've been out living out and on the you know, Scar festivals here, there and everywhere. And um, Scarmouth last week was one with Jeff Lombard and all the crew were all out and everywhere and that. So... Hope you've been out as well, enjoying the summer as much as that. You know, I've had four or five weeks off, and I say back with a bang today. And um, we're back with an interview with a man who you know, sits and vacates the stall for close shave at the moment, and that is Mr. Steve Walker. And I played that record specially from the subs here for him because he's teenage anyway. Like, he's <laughs> a bit of a damn smash it up. Bushel and you're listening to G-Man's Evit Sessions on Boot Boy Radio.
their classic business era with the late Mickey Fitz and um, probably their best ever track they released as well, Harry, mate. Love that track anyway. So like I so say, we've got uh, Mr. Steve Walker coming on later, um, the, the, the drummer of the Close Shave, and obviously like we're having a chat with him and we're having these top five this week going on. And this is Sunday, the 9th of October, one till three. Glad you could catch us on G-Man's Avid Sessions. You could catch up with mostly all the interviews we've done in the past and that as well, uh, and some sessions all on podcast, all on the mixcloud.com, which is a free app on your phone as well. So if you want to catch up with that as well, anyway, and obviously it is being played later on in a week, some other time. And um, I think we're still, I think there's been four million podcast downloads so far this year. So the station's going from strength to strength with Mr. Jeff Longwell run all brilliant. Anyway, you might hear that um, you might hear that Mr. Walker may be talking about GBH, but when he goes through his interview, so I thought I'd put this one on early for you anyway, because it weren't in his top five. But anyway, this is Sick Boy by GBH. <laughs> Frontman of Condemned 84, live interview on G-Man's Avid Sessions on bootboyradio.net on Sunday. One, two, three. Keep the faith.
84 for foyer and um, like I say I've been locked away in a studio for the last couple of weeks as well doing the next Condemned 84 album anyway nice in the back 
rural Suffolk nice and quiet, smashing out tracks anyway. Hope you're going to, hopefully a few people have ever listened and see what, like, like the tracks later on anyway, you know, it is anyway. So yeah, so we ain't got much time because Mr Walker's done a lot of talking. We've got one more, I think we've got one more jingle and then we're straight in. So it's good that you could join us on G-Man's Evert Sessions this Sunday afternoon, one till three, Sunday the 9th of October, because we're straight in anyway, as soon as we can anyway. So uh, as, as long as you enjoy it and um, give us some feedback on it anyway. We've got a couple little jingles, this little jingle and then we're into Mr. Walk having a chat. G-Man's Abbott Sessions on bootboyradio.net this Sunday afternoon, 1 till 3. And we're going to say we're here every Sunday afternoon playing you classic punk and oi from 76 onwards. And we're mixing up every, every other week, perhaps once a month, with just an interview even one of the celebs or one of the personalities from the scene from way back and up to the current day as well. So hopefully you'll be able to join us on G-Man's Abbott Sessions 1 till 3 on a Sunday afternoon. And as, uh, hopefully that'll be repeated again in the week on a Tuesday, Wednesday, later on. Perhaps hope if you want to hear it again, you can always catch it up there or you can catch it up on mixcloud.com as well. So, And every week we'll be having a new track this year, starting in 2022. On the hour, we'll be having a new track from each band that has been sending some stuff into us anyway. And we're hoping we'll play something that you haven't heard before or you know something that's a bit new for you to enjoy anyway. So, thank you very much for listening to G Man's Abbott Sessions on Boot Boy Radio, Sunday 1 till 3 on bootboy.net. Glad you can listen to us and keep the faith. We can all see, yes, they have. You can have it, you want it. You can have it over now. You can have it, the place you want it. We don't really care. You can have it. So good afternoon to all your listeners out there in um, Boot Boy Radio land, as you like to call it, www.bootboyradio.net. We're lucky to be in the presence of a, a chap I've probably known a few years. Speak to him on and off as much as we can. Not as much as I'd like to, to be honest, because we always have a good chat when we catch up with a beer and that. And um, we've, known, we've, been, no, we've known each other from way back, like 80s onwards. And uh, like I say, he's younger than me. He'll probably tell you that later, the cheeky geezer anyway. But, <laughs> but um, we're, we're, we're going to speak today. We're speaking to the man himself, Mr. Steve Walker, drummer of Close Shave. And he um, was with Section 5 for a little while as well, but predominantly we're probably going to speak more about the Close Shave era because, um, you know, since the start, that's when I'm known him from. And obviously, like, um, you know, he's, he's had his ups and downs. His brother's singing there and that. He's had a couple of, couple of singers in the band. We'll have a chat about all that as it goes on as well. But thanks for joining us this Sunday afternoon, one till three, on G-Man's Abbott Sessions on Sunday afternoon. So how are you keeping in, Steve, mate? You keeping all right? Yeah, you do realise the pubs are open, don't you, mate? I've been in, mate. I've been home and come, been there and come home. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on about out there in Boot Boy Land. Never mind that. What about, what about the beer land? Oh, yeah, yeah tell me that. Well, I'll have a couple of them all. <laughs> Chelsea got West Ham tomorrow at three o'clock. But this will, this will go out a bit later anyway. So we don't really, we're recording this, and that's all we're pre-recorded anyway. But are you keeping all right there, mate? Everything all right? 
Yeah, well, I'm all right now, Mike. So I was, uh, I've just been having a, a, a pint, a pint, that is. That's a brummy made, you know, it's a pint yeah. of uh, rum and coke. Bloody hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that your little um, COVID bar you made at the back end, or what? Have you got your own no, what it, what? No, what it is, I, my house is about a mile from Birmingham Airport's runway, so you need a few drinks inside. It's cut out the noise of the airplanes keep, <laughs> keep landing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nah, mate. It's just, it's just the end of the, it's just the end of the, uh, the Friday night uh, crunchy time in it. You know what I mean? Just yeah, uh, chilling. Superb, mate. Is your brother out keeping all right, lurching out as well? Is he keeping all right? Yeah, he's just left actually. He was round earlier on. He was. Uh, did he want his input in the top five? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> he probably. He actually came in, I think he smiled once, and then he, uh, and, and for about three seconds, and then he went off on a rant about something. He's always moaning about something. Uh, well, probably, but, oh, probably... no, that's what it was. That's what it was. He was telling me that, because we're recording a, hey, hey, it's a bit of a scoop. We're recording yeah. a single for a Spanish compilation. It's a Christmas compilation. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're recording it on Sunday, and he came down to, to remind me to not be late. What's the song you're doing? What's the song you're doing? New one, old one, or what are you doing? I know it's a new, it's a new one. It's um, I don't even know the. I don't it at the moment. To me, it's just the one with the drummy bits that go this, this, and this, and this, and then we'll work out a title afterwards. I think oh, <laughs> it'll be something about if it's lurch, it'll be something about being pissed off with Christmas. You know, oh, but, yeah, uh, even cool. even though I'm going to tell you, even though you'll be round our mums having a full Christmas dinner and everything, enjoying yourself, but the song will probably be a lot full of woe and <laughs> how Christmas is a bad thing and oh, you, you know, the kind of thing, you know, the pretend world. Man. Yeah. We're all being, you know, the Rick Mail business, Thatcher's yeah. getting us, all oh, this, she's putting the work, it'd be one of them kind oh, of he, things. Oh, he ain't going to cover, um, never mind, yeah, bollocks to Christmas, then, by the business or anything like that. <laughs> 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 no, mate, it's, it's a new song. Actually, it's quite good. It's, I think it's just, it's, it's just the usual rock and roll riffs and screamed vocals, you know what I mean? Yeah, superb, <laughs> superb. So, so, so uh, what's the line-up at the moment, anyway? Tell us the line-up at the moment of the band. Uh, it's, well, it's been pretty um, uh, the same now for quite a few years. We've got, um, you know, uh, Jed, who's, yeah. who's stood in, uh, and he went off to Australia. Yeah. A brilliant guitarist, mate. Probably, lovely bloke, lovely probably, bloke. Probably the best guitarist we ever had, to be honest. In yeah. fact, he, he was best guitars we ever had um, and he was so keen but we did you know I think he should have listened to John Peel uh, John we were his heroes um, for some stupid reason because I don't the fact that he didn't know us I think we was his heroes and when he finally met us we, he realised he was more mature than any of us you know what I mean uh, <laughs> even yeah, though he's, yeah, yeah. But, but and John Peel always says never meet your heroes and, and uh, that should have applied to Jed because I think he found out we're a bunch of idiots really you know what I mean but uh, now nah, he's a good kid, man. Good kid, brilliant yeah, guitarist. Brilliant, but we've got, but we had the one when he was playing. We had Jack on bass, who was a friend of Jed's now, but he stepped up the guitar. Yeah. And we've got a, a, a guy called Charlie who's been with us for a few years, yeah, and, cool. and Lurch back on vocals again. It's, it's the same as what he, he took, well, originally Lurch was going to do the vocals yeah. right at the very very beginning, and he did a few. Uh, on the early early tracks and stuff like uh, you know on the um, Hard as Nails album and all that, yeah. but by then fluff, fluff we got fluff to come in. Like Lurch always said, he, he didn't want to do the singing, but it's uh, funny. Time's changed. Time's changed. Yeah, it's funny enough you, you mentioned fluff because I keep in touch with him on WhatsApp and some send him some stuff and that and say how are you keeping and all that. You know, he says he's doing all right yeah. and all that. You know what I mean? And his missus and that. Yeah. And um, 
you know, it's funny, you, you, you still try to keep in touch with people, but it's quite hard because things, you have so many things yeah. going on with your own family, but you lose touch, you know what I mean? That is, yeah, well, well, I don't know, I mean, Fluff, Fluff's been, been um, going through cancer treatment. Yeah, yeah, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that was a bit yeah. of a shock a lot. We had, we had a, a, a lad who, who we used to hang around, we, t- we went to his funeral, and it was the first time I'd seen Fluff uh, in, a, in a couple of years, yeah. and he just came straight out with it, saying he'd got, you know, prostate cancer and I thought whoa I mean you know but um, you know I I, I phoned him a few times and it's all going well but he he said he won't know till the end of September whether everything's he gets the all clear in September so thumbs up to fluff you know what I mean that's good that's good to speak to people about it to be honest a couple of weeks back I played you know yeah, a couple of tracks, boy. You know, I told you I played you a few tracks, boy. You know, close shave and that, whatever. And I've been on yeah. the session. You know, I mean, it's a shame you didn't caught, but you know, I, 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 you know, I'm fluffing out. I can't you Birmingham with it. We always said you got the Birmingham tashes and all that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, the Brummie tashes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a weird thing. That was it. was just weird. I was, it, we've always been a bit different in Birmingham. I've got to, yeah. I've, I've got to admit that because everywhere we seem to go, we, well, for some reason. All the skinheads back in the early days, we all wore red red socks for some reason. I, I still don't know why now, but I mean, we haven't even got a team in the city that wears red, no. so you can't even say it's football related, you know what I mean? It's, I mean <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, we. I remember um, Dirk, God, I remember Dirk's tash, you know what I mean? That was original, but I mean, like, even, if, I mean, I, I'm a couple of years older than Turk, and I remember drinking in town, and in, like, there was a bar called the Aussie Bar, where all the skinheads used to meet, all the brum, and, and every one of them had a tash. Yeah. Just be, at the time, nobody said anything, but no. now when you look at photos, <laughs> everyone saying, oh, the old brummy tash. Yeah, my mate Dave Reed from Peterborough, he had a brummy tash, mate, and I was going, that's a brummy <laughs> tash, and he lives in Peterborough, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Back in the day, because he used to do DJs and everything, when we played yeah. while I worked, the bad manners and he's doing DJs. I said, You got a brummy tash. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, on, when did the, you know, just going back, uh, you know, going back to the start before we, we get into what we're talking about, I'm going to say, um, what, what year did you form in originally then? Well, the thing is, I mean, the, the, the original lineup of Close Show formed in 83, yeah, but it never really got any more pra- uh, past sort of talking about it and fighting around. And that was, yeah. uh, it was actually uh, Jimmy McCluskey, who was the bass player of Criminal Class. Yeah. Um, he, he's a Coventry lad, like, and, and it was at the time where all the bands had decided to, it was at the time after the South Fall riots when all the bands decided to either change the names or back yeah. up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know Criminal Class they called it a day and, and Jim still wanted to uh, carry on and he come he come up to Birmingham and he was he was drinking in, in, in the, the pub I was telling you about the Aussie yeah. bar and I got introduced to him saying oh this is Jimmy you know he, he yeah. played bass in the, um, criminal class and he's looking for a, a band and he'd already got the name it was his name he said I've got a band I want to call it Close Shave and I want it to be a, you know skinhead oi band blah 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 yeah, blah and and somebody said oh this this guy is he can play the drums and, <laughs> and, he, and he, but he'd done nothing more really than us yeah. getting pissed every Saturday night talking about how we were going to do it, but yeah. it, it sort of died a death, and then it resurfaced about two years later when I thought, no, nah, I, I want to try and get 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 it's it going again. Yeah. And it was about eighty-five, and that was with that was with Lurch, yeah. me, my younger brother. And he was still at school. He was still at school at the time. So, <laughs> and, so how old were you in eighty-five then, Steve? Eighty-five. Let me think. Let me think. Well, well I, was bo- I was born. In, I was born in. I was. I'd have been just coming up to 20, 19, 20. I'd have been nineteen through part of it, and yeah. twenty for the rest. So uh, just just finishing me uh, teenage years. Oh, 
Anyway, so, so thank you for joining us this afternoon. Having a listen, we'll listen a lot. Let's say, listen to Mr. Steve Walker having a chat, big close shave, mate. Oh, Birmingham skinheads and that in general as well. What, what, well, skinheads and all the in punk or whatever happened in the start. And to be honest, like I say a bit older than me, a bit sorry, a bit younger than me, I should say. So, what you, where did your first thoughts come from? You, you know, what would you say? Hey, the first about punk and all you come from you know wasn't it a far well, back in 76 but did you get the, into the pistols or straight away or what? yeah yeah well there's the story behind that is i mean at school like i said there's two lads that were knocked around in school who i grew up with since we were young young lads and one of them was a, a guy called martin powell and another one was a lad called carl baker now Martin Powell was, he, he was sort of been knocking around with some other lads who, 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 was, who were dressing in like the, the Crombies and, and all that scene started coming. It was like the, the start of before all the, like the two-tone stuff yeah. was just starting to come out in like 79 around that time, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and he was the first lad I ever saw wear uh, an Arrington, but he had a red Arrington. And I thought, you know, that looks pretty cool, man. That looks pretty cool, the Red Arrington. And then slowly but surely, everyone started wearing Red Arringtons in the school. Now, I went to a school where we didn't have a uniform. You could wear what you want, so there was no blazers and ties, so you yeah. could you could see skinheads, you could see a few punks, you could see a few yeah. mods, and, every, and and we obviously we come from an era where when you was young, you you, you everybody seemed to belong to some sort of youth cult, you know, yeah, you had to be a mod or a rocker or you know, what I mean? yeah. and um, and I, and I sort of got chatting to this 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 guy Martin Powell, and he and. We got talking about, you know, you know, we were talking about music basically. And he went, Oh, I've got this tape of this band, the Angelic Upstarts. Now, I'd heard of the Upstart before, but I'd only have, I think I heard um, uh, the, the, the original, the Police Oppression single. Yeah. Somebody, I remember somebody playing to me that, but it was all kind of crap cassette and all that. And I didn't really pay much attention, but he, he got the actual uh, the tape of the uh, the Teenage Warning album. Oh, cool. And, 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 it, and it was like, this is, at the time I listed Blondie and Skids and all that. And, and I thought, when I heard it, I thought, fuck, you know, it was like <laughs> yeah. this screaming, angry record. And I thought, you know, that, and I mean, throughout our school, if you was like in a skin or a punk, Menzi was like a hero. And, and the fact is, we, we all went to see him. Uh, we was, I would have been like 14 at my first upstart ski. Absolutely terrified, you know what I mean? Yeah. All these massive big geezers in there. This was probably on like a Tuesday. It would have been on a school night. Yeah, and what, it was like... Was that, every... What venue was that then, Steve? Was that a venue? What venue was that at? It, you know, it would have been uh, the Digba, Digba Civic Hall. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, Digba Civic Hall. Oh, yeah, and it was rammed. Who and else, I mean, who else played when, who when else you're played? When you're 14, 15, yeah. geezers who were about 19 or 20, they looked massive, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Course, and, and it was like, but I mean, that guy, if he'd have kept his mouth shut, yeah, <laughs> instead of yeah. just turning slightly left of Stalin, you know yeah. what I mean? He might have carried on, but politics as usual fucked yeah. it up. But, nah, but I mean, everybody used to love the upstarts. And, that, and that's why I said, you know, if I'm going to say anything that, to, that sort of was the turning point, it would have been the upstarts. Yeah, you know, yeah. was, um, the, the song, I'm an upstart as well, you know, and I of control, leave me alone, all that. Classic, classic punk songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who did you but go along with? My, Who did you go there with? Well, Lurch was younger than you anyway who did you go along with you threw your mates or yeah, well, Lurch would have been more... In fact, I remember Lurch walking around with a madness patch on the back of his own. So Lurch sort of started getting into the scene with his mates. I mean, he's like three, sometimes three, four years younger than me. Uh -huh. And he was, he sort of was getting into like the, a lot of the, the Scar and the Two-Tone, but he was always listening to my punk records. Yeah. He was sort of always listening to the punk stuff. 
And uh, I've soon converted him. I've soon converted him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've shown him honest, the air of his waist. Vinyl, vinyl was so good back in the day, I weren't it? You know, yeah, vinyl yeah. was superb, mate. You can, yeah, you, can get, you can get a CD pack, and there were three CDs in, and it's got about 120 tracks on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> think, wow. There was something about, there was something about buying a, 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 a yeah. album and just yeah. looking at the album, reading everything and seeing all the pictures. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It was like, it, I mean, I'm a music nut anyway. I yeah. found that out. My mates, they just like, you know, to record not for me I like to, I like to have to study everything I'm, you know, I've, I've probably got OCD but it's never been uh, diagnosed <laughs> I think all drummers are a bit OCD to be honest mate that's superb mate that's your first gig so were there many gigs knocking around Birmingham at the time then or was it all that it was always the bigger bands I mean I think the year I've seen like the upstart I think I've seen well Hazel O'Connor and Toya and Motorhead the yeah. original three-piece motorhead, and um, who else would have been knocking or doing the? Oh, like 999, all them kind of bands, you know. It's yeah. all the the mainstream punk type bands, which sort of brings me on to my next part of the story because I said earlier on about there was two mates who grew up with this yeah. kid Martin Powell, who, who when he played me that record, he was well, uh, you know, yeah. an eye open at moments. And the other one was a guy called Carl Baker. Now he sort of kept himself to himself regarding his music collection. I had no <laughs> idea. And we, it, was, it was a Friday night, and it was me, Martin Powell, and Carl Baker. And I think we just, I mean, you know, obviously we're school kids, so we're, yeah. we're dossing around on some playground somewhere. And he went, oh, my mum and dad are giving out tonight. Come round, play some records. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. Went round there, and he said, I bought this album, and it was the first I album, Boy the album. Yeah, brilliant. And that, that was the game changer for me. I says, who are these bands? And I'm like, the Foreskins, that's not a real band. He went, I thought all bands had to be like big bands that would be on top of the pops and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. you know. And all of a sudden, I found he introduced me just like an underground world that yeah, I didn't yeah. even know existed. And it was a, I went, the test you babies and, you know, like <laughs> Barney and the Rubbles. And, yeah. and I loved that album. And yeah. I kept, like I say, I kept making him play Easy Believe and all that. And <laughs> like, um, when yeah, you just pick a song. Anyway, we've got to get the first track in first, Steve. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, if you, um, you want to take a breather in that, we've done, we've done a few minutes now, like, so just um, introduce your first track in, Steve, you want to have a go for that, mate, first track for us. What, introduce your first track for us then, mate? Out, what, Out of Control? Yeah, that's the one, that's the one, boss, yeah. yeah. Out of Control, yeah. So you can say it, introduce it yourself, go on, mate. Right, so here's the one, it's uh, Mr Menzies singing Out of Control. <laughs>
So welcome back to G-Man's Avent Sessions this Sunday afternoon, 1 till 3, on bootboyradio.net. We've already heard the first track from the man himself, Mr. Steve Walker, the drummer of Close Shave. You know, he's a lot younger than me, but I ain't going to say how old he is anyway. And he's just been, he's been to his first up, uh, gig and that, been to a few gigs and um, upstarts. And we're lucky he played the first upstarts at a control there. Brilliant track, anyway. And um, still there, Steve. You're okay, you? Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah. You're coming over loud and clear as well. So, yeah, so that's brilliant. So, how did you um, how did you move on and start to get into being a drummer? And what age did you pick up the drums and things like that? You know, what made you sort of like have, have an idea what you know with punk and all that stuff? Do you know what I mean? Well, I've, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, te- a teacher at school to thank, really, a guy called Mister G. Um, and it, I can remember sitting in his music class while he had like a free period because I think I was banned from art and I had to sit in the music room as like a punishment because I was, uh, you know, I weren't concentrating in art and I weren't <laughs> interested. So the teacher sent me to the music room and there was a guy called Mr. G. He was a music teacher and he was, he was, he was supposed to be his free period while he was marking school. And he said to me, don't you think you're wasting your time? I mean, he said, why don't you learn a musical instrument? And I said, yeah, I want to play the drums. The drums. And I always thought, if I say the drums, there's no way they're going to get a set of drums at the school. You know? yeah, <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I thought he'd leave me out. But he actually had, he had like a, bits of the kit and an old snare and all that. Yeah, yeah. Set. And he showed me a few little bits and pieces. And I ended up, I think, I, I mean, if, if I ended up like thinking, oh, this is all right, this is all right. So really, I've got Mr. G to thank. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's good, and, 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 I, and I sort of, I've got like, um, I don't know what it is, but I can pick up. Drum, I can listen to a, a track, any band playing uh, a track, and I'll instantly sort of, you know, once I've heard it, I can think, oh, I know what the drummer's doing, and I can I can yeah. copy it, and I can, uh, which which brings me back to uh, my old mate Carl Baker, the one who, who played me that first eye album. Yeah. He had all these singles, like by bands I've never heard of, like UK DK and Voice yeah. Squad and Trass, yeah. and and I slowly started to then like retro boy stuff that had come out. You know, like that's when I sort of, I think I bought, like, never mind the bollocks, and yeah, then I'd be yeah. buying like the Clash. And I was sort of going backwards, if you know what I mean, yeah, and yeah, cool. trying try to get up to date. Because a lot of the punk bands who, who become like my heroes to me, like, you know, all these bands, they, they, um, that, they, they'd already released their first single. So, yeah. um, you know, like, I'll say Voice Squad and things like that. And I'd never heard nothing like these bands before. And it was like, it was sort of like a secret. Um, sort of world that, that only the people in the know were allowed to know. And when we went back to school the next day, we'd write uh, like foreskins on our English book and discharge and things like that. And people were saying, Who are they? And we we're saying, Look, you stick to your madness. And yeah, we're the cool kids, we know what's going on. And, and it was like that kind of thing. But I used to just drum along to all these songs, I could hear the songs and just drum along and uh, I mean mum used to love it you know all the pots and pans being put out and I'd be bashing away oh, so you never had a kit then <laughs> never, when did you get your first kit then Steve when did you get your first um, do you remember well, it well I left well, I left school in uh, good old Thatcher's Britain where nobody had a job, and they stuck us on them yop scores, yeah. the Youth Opportunities Program. I think we're getting paid 16 quid a week. And uh, <laughs> and I, I can remember um, saving up and buying like an old um, second-hand pearl kit. Yeah. And I only bought half the kit. And I can remember my dad saying to me, where's the rest of it? And I was like, oh, I've got to buy it. And he went, look, take it back. Just, just have a have a loan and just buy a whole kit, and, and that's how I did it. And that was my first ever kit. My dad actually sort of encouraged me to get the full kit, and then he regretted regretted it ever since because I'd be up in the bedroom banging away when he was yeah, trying to sleep, or you know, <laughs> honestly, driving him crazy. I never thought about that because I, I was thinking about it when you just said that. I, 
you know, I, I got my first bass amp, and I was playing it on the loan as well at one of the musical shops, yeah. you know, and I forgot all yeah. about that until you just done that, you know. Yeah, well, yeah that's what I did, I had a loan, I had a loan, and it was like an old Pearl, Pearl Export, I mean, just like, yeah. um, the bo- not, not, well, you say like, you know, most, it's the same with guitars, you get like an entry level, don't you, and you get an intermediate, and you get a professional standard bass, and it was the same with the drums, and it was like a, a beginner's drum kit, you know, um, and, and but it, it did me, you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, whoa, I've finally got a drum kit. Oh, and uh, and uh, now I've got to find a band. It was one of them kind of things. What did you, what did you do? <laughs> I'm going to say, find the albums and that, looking back on those albums, obviously The Clash and that, right? Did you think, yeah. like, what, what do you think of sort of like the whole punk ethos and skinhead ethos stuff going out there? Did you think, you know, what well, do you think of the idea of what's happening in there? You know what I mean? To be honest, I, I, I back now, I, I, I thought a lot of the punk stuff was too arty, farty, collegey, middle classy for me. To be honest, and that, that's why I was so turned on when I heard these bands like the Foreskins and uh, you know these like independent bands on independent labels that. Um, these were all new to me, and I thought I looked at the pictures and I thought they're just like us. They're just kids, you know. I mean, the same. And it was like I could relate to them more than, and they were singing about like going down the pub and yeah. and football f- fights and and it was much more real, you know what I mean, than yeah. than singing about uh, like Protex Blue or shit like that. I have no idea what they're going yeah. on about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, sure, it was more yeah. it was more like a working class council estate kids type thing yeah, weren't it yeah. the, the eye the eye yeah. type stuff but I've got to say that the, the first time I ever heard Discharge I went what the hell is this and it was just it was it's like, it was like it, it was the type of music I'd never heard before oh, yeah. and luckily for Discharge they were on that clay label yeah. and the separation of the music you know, we're getting a bit technical now but, you know, all the, the separation of the instruments you could hear everything you could hear every tap on the single but it was so loud yeah. and I went it really, it really made me think. Oh, I love this. I love this stuff. And there was a lot of copycat bands like Disorder and all yeah. that. But because they didn't have that clear sound, it just didn't sound right. Yeah. Discharge, were, were, they, they got it right. And I still play some of the Discharge now when I'm in the mood. <laughs> you yeah. know, sometimes I think, what the hell? But nah, I, I love all that. I like that wall of noise. Yeah, wall of noise that, stuff. What was sort of happening around um, your area at a time where you? Were you in the pub? You're knocking about with the food people, or you're knocking about with the food bands? Did you go and see any sort of like a, a yeah, well, bands we or were, As I say, we was when we were sort of in the last year at school. We used to go and see just um, at this job. We used to go and see GBA. Our local bands was GBA. Yeah. Um, Drongos and um, Dead Wretched yeah. and we saw them regular but the thing was most of the pubs in Birmingham at the time had a no skinheads thing yeah. on the door so what we used to do was um, any punk mates we had they used to wear our flying jackets and we'd wear their leather studded jackets and they used to let us in we should have to swap jackets yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they used to let us in <laughs> and you only realise how heavy them studded leather jackets are when you're used to wearing a flying jacket ah, yeah. made that heavy yeah, <laughs> and they used to let us in so and they that, knew damn well that we weren't we weren't punks and stuff, but we really wish it was punk, weren't it? it, was, yeah, it I mean, despite what all the original skinhead lots say, if it wasn't for the late seventies, early eighties skinheads, skinheads, the name would have died out years ago. It's only us that give it all that, um, all the headlines in the in the sun, the hooligans and all that. <laughs> Nobody exactly, would have heard yeah. of it otherwise. Was there a lot <laughs> of um, lot of inter gang rivalry in Birmingham then as well from you know different estates and that sort of stuff? You have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another thing that's changed. I mean, back in the early days. 
know, he was sort of up until the age where before we was allowed to drink in pubs, it was more of a postcode thing. You stayed in your own postcode. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we grew up in an area of Birmingham called Chelmsley Woods, and it's just a massive uh, uh, housing estate, and and it's B thirty seven area to us. It's Kingshurst, which B I think it's B thirty six or something like that. And it was like if we went over there. The chances are we'd be fighting another gang of skinheads. There's <laughs> few writers who say that, oh, we stick together. We've always no, we haven't always stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been in just as many fights with other skinheads from other areas of Birmingham than I have with any other kind of mods or rockers or. Yeah, it was gang culture, really. Then, yeah, It only got a bit different when everybody sort of got 18, 19, everybody started drinking in the city centre, and then everybody started to know people from different areas, and, yeah. and then it sort of got uh, as a thing got. A bit smaller everybody sort of then started to pull together from different areas you know and then and, and, and a lot better but of course it just comes with a bit of maturity as well so it just, I know, really? sounds mad but when you're kids you just want to fight everybody don't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right mate superb so we're up to get on to your second track you like to introduce your second track for us then steve you have a go at that mate go for it well, did you, uh, you, are we going back to the I album? Cause it's, yeah, because you said about that earlier. Yeah, go on, mate. Go on, mate. It's, it's going to, I mean, I would have said, I've got to say, I would have said Chaos or uh, Intensive Care, but because my mate convinced me that all I ever used to ask him to play was Issy Boleyn, it's got to be Issy Boleyn. There you go, mate. This is Issy Boleyn by Splodge. We'll catch you in a minute on G-Man's Abbott Sessions. Thank you very much. Cheers.
So good afternoon, you're listening to G-Man's Abbott Sessions on Boo Boy Radio, Sunday 1 to 3. We're listening, we've had two tracks now from Mr. Steve Walker, the drummer of Close Shave. We didn't ask Lurch to come on, he'd probably want to go on later anyway. He'd probably think, well, my brother's on, I've got to go on, and you know what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> so we had a chat about it, and obviously, like, um, you know, he's, he's been knocking around Birmingham, Birmingham City Centre and a few skinheads and that here and there and everywhere, and it's getting into the punk and all. He's just picked up, got a drum kit now as well, so... What was um so I mean say so what can you remember back what was sort of happening with your family and people around you at the time then Steve you know what I mean you had your kit did you think oh, I want to get in a band or what did you want you know, whatever how did you feel about the first moves on a band really? Well the thing was I was like the lad with the drum kit and all my mates were about as musically minded as me granny slippers you know what I mean yeah. I, I, I thought I'm the only one who, who who sort of wants to do the band thing and there was a couple of false starts me couple of mates would be buying guitars and then I think well there's a problem you've got to learn how to play it and then that was the end of that type of thing yeah. and there was a couple of like local uh, little punky bands that I played with for, and but the thing was Jimmy McCluskey from Criminal Class, when he, he come up to Birmingham, up to the uh, the local pub we were drinking at, and when he said he wanted to form that, that's when he sort of really then I thought, yeah, yeah, this, this could start now, this could this could actually uh, start, get, you know, get, getting uh, wheels type thing. But again, it, it just fizzled out. But it, it was 85 when I sort of convinced my brother to go and buy a bass. And um, and I was introduced to Dirk or Paul Kingham, as his real name is. Yeah. But he was he was a skinhead only in looks. He was really heavy metal, and it, and I always thought if he, you know if you want to be in a punk band, you've got to like sort of be, be into the Ramones because it's just three chords in it, you know. What I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. But he was never into that, and he was too far into like this all this mad. But it sort of worked for a while, you know, but uh, it, I always knew that he, he wanted to go in another direction and it, it weren't really what I wanted, to be honest, but, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, I mean, like the Fernand got, got us to do and, and we, there's, I cringe now when I hear it because I think, nah, we weren't, we weren't ready for that album. Yeah, what was the first yeah. name, first release? It was, it, was, it, was, it was the Ikenic album. We've actually, we actually paid a more expensive studio in Birmingham to do the demos of that. Yeah. And the demos are actually way better than the one that Brennan originally. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to slag Brennan down to be honest, because he was the only guy who, who was put willing his, to put do. Put his money out there, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he did, and he, we still get royalty checks off Link now, yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. I, can't, I can't slag him for that. So you know, good old well, Mark. Because I don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean? You have nearly twelve pence. No, We got. I'll tell you what. The other year we got a whole four pound seventy-five. Yeah, I tell you. Now nah, to be fair, now nah, to be fair, we get we know it's it's quite weird. We get odd, odd checks land like for a few hundred quid, and we're thinking, what's this for? And we're looking for a Kinnick album. We thought, jeez, yeah. people are still buying it. Yeah. And it <laughs> I mean, you speak to me and Lurch, and we were like, nah, no, we cringe at it. I mean, I think a lot of bands do that. We at the yeah. time you think it's great, but you think, nah, it's just. To be honest, to me, the second album, although a lot of it, I, I can sort of cringe at it a little bit with certain you know lyrics and all that, but. I suppose when you're a kid, you think that's that, that, you know these things really mean something. It's only when you get older when you look back. So, yeah. it, but I'm, I'm sort of I wish the first, the second album was the first one, if you know, what I mean. because we were by then we'd, we'd actually sort of learn to play a bit. You know what I mean? And we was, we was getting it together as a band. And, and it was all sort of you're, learn, you're learning a lot of things anyway. You know, I always think like the first album I done Battle Scar, but I like the old gritty sound. You know what I mean? 
Do you know what? A lot of the Americans keep telling me that. Oh, I like all that. It sounds really hard. And I'm like, yeah. nah, mate, to us, it just sounds... <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds too amateur. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, too amateur. Because, uh, course, they're mainly four tracks or studios. It's all analog in, weren't it? You know what I mean? Back in the day, now. So what was the title of the second album, then? You used to swap it for. What, what, sorry, so again, what, was it, what, was the, what was the title of the second album that you'd prefer? Anyway? Oh, um, the Hardest Nails album. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, that, that, did that come out with you? You can say who it came out with, boy, you know what I mean? That, that was Link as well, that was Link. Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're obviously, I, you, you were on quite a few compilations like we were, a Sound of Oi and all that going out at the time and that as well, weren't you? you uh, yeah, yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, mate, we keep, we keep appearing on the, the these compilation albums yeah. still now, and, and a lot of people say, have you seen this, have you seen that? I'm like, yeah. what? I don't even know about it. Yeah. Or I've seen covers from singles that we've done with a different cover, a different label, nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the world we live in now, everybody can just rip you it's off. It's where legends <laughs> meet and good vibes are celebrated. Oh, yeah, Check it out. <laughs> Track on, I think I had a track on like the other week, um, off the Sound of Oi one. I think that we had a track. Was that was that called Soul Soul something? Or not, I know there was a there was a, there was a track off the Sound of Oi. I think I played the other week as well. But we played yeah. a few of your tracks, like you know what I mean. So so yeah. I'm gonna say that was your second album. Where did you record that? You record it locally as well, then, did you see or what? The second album, no. Um, Brendan had us recorded at um, a studio in, uh, up on the outskirts of Stoke, where we oh, did yeah. the Section Five album. Yeah. Because he, he reckoned that the guy there, I mean, he was he was a good studio engineer. And, he, and for us, he just made a couple of weekends stopping out in the countryside for the week, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah turn out but, of mind, you know what I mean? Just chilling, like, you know, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good laugh. Yeah. But um, and by then, I think boy, we could have put, like, uh, 30 tracks on that album. It, it, everything was just gelling then, you know what I mean? Yeah, was, yeah. We, 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 you know, we could play a bit. And Although I say that, I could already play. Yeah. I was the music talent, you know what I mean? Yeah. But who wrote, did you write the songs as well? And who did who wrote your songs? Did Fluff write your songs as well at the time? Collection. I mean, you can always tell. Every song that I do is usually some childish. It'll be a song about a doorknob or something like that. I'm, I'm shit. I've got no sort of um, depth in my music. I could, you know, some of these lyrics. I think, how did they come up with that? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, but and then it was uh, Fluff would have come up with the uh, We Are the Skinheads or Your Boot Boys Skinheads. Yeah, he would have come up with all that, like you know. Oh yeah. And, and Dirk and Dirk would have come up with the uh, guitar solo that went and we're like why are you doing that Dirk why are you doing that when you could just play just talking about that now and just talk what, what would you say the, the best track off the first album you've done what would you say the best oh mate I, I, I mean it's going to be the eye king thing I suppose at yeah. the time but it's just a production and everything it's, it's just so weak and, and cheap nasty sounding you know what I mean it's um, I mean the best to, to me the best sound we ever had was the last one that Fluff did with us, the um, Bad Reputation. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've the, heard the power on that, the, yeah. the, the, the sound on, the, the engineer we use, right, he, he, he did the GBH, a couple of the GBH albums. Yeah. And, and um, he, he got that like a live sound down to it. So it, it came across really loud and powerful there, you know what I mean? Because like, mm. I always say you can't have energy when you... So you, you come across. It to me like you, you know you recorded your album exactly like the same way we did. We went and recorded it live and just and just took a couple. Of, we took the drums and we took the the bass yeah. right down with it and just had guide tracks yeah. for the vocals. You know, yeah. what I mean? and yeah, that's and where you get the, the energy from. Yeah. yeah, we do it. We do it yeah. that way all the time. Like you know, yeah. but I don't like all the process shit in that anyway. You know, I mean? I'd, yeah. Rather, yeah. I'd rather go analog and at least we can anyway. So on that point, yeah. then, Mr. Walker, we'll, we'll, we'll look at your third track, and could you introduce your third track to us? Because well, it's getting a bit late, yeah, somewhere. 
Yeah, well, I've got it. My third track has got to be because, boy, uh, we, the last one was about the, the. I'm just getting into like the first I album, but by then, because my mates had introduced me to all that, I started retro buying a lot of the old punk stuff. So it's got to be um, Stiff Little Fingers and Hanks because I love that live album, Hanks, and I play that album to death. And it was uh, something like Teen Soldiers, but it has to be the Hanks. <laughs>
This is Boy C from Code One. You're listening to G-Man's Habit Sessions on bootboyradio.net. He'll be telling it like it is. Oi, oi. I don't want to take up too much time. Back on track three. 38, we're going to, we're going to come back on 38.45, all right? I won't be too sad. Okay. All right, mate. So we're back with Mr. Steve Walker, drummer of Close Shave. We're talking about his albums going out there now, and he's got a band together then. Anyway, so well, just thinking about what did you, um, you know, obviously the early days of Close Shave, what did you think you could bring to the table as a, as a band, like, you know, because you're younger younger than what, what myself is and that way. And obviously you, you got your band playing. Did you play local? Did you want to get out and just get away from Birmingham? What, what was your thoughts on that sort of scenario, really? You know what I mean? Mate, mate our, our scenario was um, just to get away as far away from Birmingham as we could. Yes, <laughs> we I just know. wanted to go on. We, we just wanted to go on. Uh, do we, we thought it was like there was some kind of, um, you know, it, it's going to be a great thing yeah. in different cities and all this. Like the reality was that gigs were very violent back then. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know yourself. There weren't many gigs that didn't end in a full scale riot. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but the fact was, um, man, it was just an idea of like, yeah, get in the transit van, drive, um, you know, drive to another city, and, and just uh, yeah, we, we had a really good time. I'm, don't get me wrong, we, we met we met some good friends who are still friends now, like from yeah. from doing it, you know. But um, there was sort of a time, like the late, like, I'll say about eighty three, eighty four, where all the my bands who were my heroes, they were all. Uh, distancing themselves from the ice scene totally. I mean, yeah. they were either changing their name or they was um, they were just. I think the safe all riots just finished alive, and they thought, oh, we can't be doing with, with the hassle and all that. Yeah. I mean, these were like, a lot of good, bad, like major accidents, you know, and yeah. they, they all finished, and it was like um, Infra riots become the Infers, and and it was like yeah. the addicts become ADX or yeah. the fun yeah. addicts. Yeah. And yeah. They were all just they were, and the anti nowhere league turned into like Duran Duran, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it was like. They, were like, they couldn't wait to, and like anti-pasty and all these bands started pl- playing keyboards and, and yeah, synthesizers. And I, and I was thinking, and, and everything you read in sounds, they were saying, we don't want to be associated with Oi, we don't. And, and yeah. it was like suddenly the scene was just carried on, boy. Well, you know, it was your band, mate. Um, yeah. You know, Kid in 84. You were like, yeah, I, I think I went to see you in 85 where, and, uh, in Coventry. And um, and then there was bands like Indecent Exposure and 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 it, it were carrying like the banner and it, there was no money in it, there was no labels in it, there was no publicity in it, and it, it, and it went. It, it was like as if it was just it was sort of dying on its feet. It was it was it was like nobody wanted to know about about Oli and all that. It was like oh you know let them yobbos finish off blah blah blah. And then all the politics started getting involved and that split it even further and and it was like. But a lot of the bands who distanced themselves from it back in, back in the early 80s, like, like my bugbear is Coxbarra. Coxbarra. I've got interviews with them in sounds in the clipping saying they don't want to be associated with boy, they're not an oi band, they don't mm-hmm. want mug. In fact, he actually said, We don't want muggy bonehead buying our uh, England Belongs to Me single. Yeah, and, now, and, and there they are now. We're oi, we're the biggest oi band. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, You had the worst, I always say, You had the worst track on the first oi album, Sunday Stripper. I used to be glad it was the last song so I could lift the needle over there. But it, it's amazing how they suddenly become the biggest band in Oi. Yeah. <laughs> this is a band who, who hated to be associated with Oi. Yeah. 
and then, and then you had Gaddy Bushell trying to turn every band that uh, was around at the time into an heavy metal band, trying to mix heavy metal with it. And people say, and that's only because his mates, the Rejects, were doing heavy metal, yeah. and, and that was a non-starter. So he dissed it, and then then he got out of it, you know. Yeah. But it was, but he was I just left with. Uh, there was like, uh, it's a bit it, sad like that, really, when you think about it, because yeah. they do like pulling. They put a lot of people, and that's mainly the rebellion thing. Was a corporate punk. Yeah. What sort of get? How were you getting gigs at the time, in Steve? As well, you were getting gigs at the time. You know what I mean? We were just getting gigs on the back of other bands. It was like yourself. We, we, yeah. we'd be hassling you and say, "Can we, can we support you?" And, yeah. uh, and fair play, you give us a few gigs over over the years. I mean, I think we, you know, we, one of the gigs we did, we, I think it was with our original singer Richard, yeah. who was only with us for like um, I think about less than a year. Uh, in Nottingham, and then we played in Coventry with you, and Ipswich, yeah. and all that. There was a few, you know, we sort of we've done quite a few gigs here over the years. Actually, yeah, yeah, course, yeah. you're one of the few. You're one of the few bands who still talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the other bands are pretend they don't know us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is sad, you know, because you know they must have grew up listening to your stuff and that. You know, what I mean, listening to yeah. all you know the stuff that was on the OI albums, the compilation albums. There's so many compilations albums out there now. Yeah. You're on all yeah. them as well. You know, I know where you're coming from, yeah. like you know, and it's just. Yeah, there's so many re-releases and that, and people were, well, how, 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 how did they start up, you know what I mean? You got, and that's yeah, how, the only yeah. way we get it was, we shared gigs, didn't we, you know, shared gigs up there yeah, in the country, yeah. you know? It's, well, it's like, it's like, I mean, when I, I mean, I was playing in two bands for, I mean, I joined Section 5 in 1988, I actually joined the day where the riot kicked off, when the, was it the Astoria? Yeah, yeah, the story. Uh, and and Section 5 sacked Nick, their drummer, right, yeah. and I remember, that's when I joined in 88, and I was with Section 5 up until 2005. And um, the one thing I did like about Section 5 was when we used to do like mini tours with Section 5. We'd go like guy in Germany for a week or yeah. we'd do Holland and Belgium for five or six days. And it was always a good idea. So, you know, we'd, we'd hate each other by the end of it, yeah. be living out the back of a transit van, you know what I mean? But it was the first time I had a chance to go to America. Yeah, and, course, and, yeah. and do and do we did two weeks in America with Section Five. That's one thing I did like about Section Five. We sort of did do little mini tours and but they don't even speak to me now, mate. Uh, that's <laughs> sad, that's they don't even speak to me. No, no. Is that because of goalpost moves politically or in the scene or is that? Really oh, it's, oh, I mate, it, it's just the way things are with with, with them. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to mention it now. Yeah. There's, there's been things said and bullshit and it's just gone you know it's, 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 it's like I get to the feeling when I think why are they bothered yeah. why are they bothered what people think yeah I, I, you know I mean I'm I'm too old to worry about what people think I mean <laughs> that, that, you know why apologize you know what I mean I know where you're coming yeah. from we always thought yeah. we just do our own thing we get a gig here yeah. we get a gig there you know do our own thing because yeah. You know, promoters, you know, they want you to start with and like with the rebellion, the big stuff, you know what I mean, and the wasted and all yeah. that. And all of a sudden, yeah. they don't want you, they got you, and all of a sudden, oh, we don't need you anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, did you see that rebellion nonsense, the bands that were playing on that? I mean, you got like Gary Newman and, oh, yeah, yeah. and all that. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, it's different I mean, fish now, isn't it? You know, it's more corporate, isn't it? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of them big sort of festival type things, anyway. To no. be honest, I would rather. You remember when it was the holidays in the summer at Morecambe, yeah. where it was just one stage, oh, and there was probably about twelve bands would play one day, and there'd be another twelve the next yeah, day. Really? But you could just be all in there, and you'd see all the bands. This separate stages and the the honey love stage and the yeah. we're all lovey dovey stage and the main hall mm -hmm. stage, and I'm like. Oh, 
Well, I've heard, nah, yeah. heard this year that you know, it's been harder to get into them. They wouldn't let people in certain venues and they pay for tickets. <laughs> What's tickets. that? Because they didn't have a rainbow badge yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, on, that, on that point, it was, it's your fourth track then, Steve. Anyway, you, you, your, your local Brummy band, weren't it? That's the one, weren't it? Yeah, local yep, Brummy band, dead, dead wretched, convicted. There you go. You want to introduce that, mate? Go for it. Yep. Yep, well, this is um, local Brummy band, Dead Wretched, and somebody's convicted. And do you know what label that is on or anything like that? Because I've got to find out myself, like, you know what I mean? I ain't heard that. Yeah, they, they, were, they were on the same, uh, Inferno Records. Inferno Records, brilliant. The same, the same label as um, uh, Criminal Class, when they did that... Uh... Tossers, this is JJ from The Last Resort, and you are listening to G-Man's Avit Sessions. Avit! On bootboyradio.net. A close shave, and he's just been telling us what um, he, he, you know, his band brought to the table. He's, well, he's, been, he's been abroad a few times with a couple of certain bands, different bands anyway, Section 5 on there and all. And, um, you know, he said, you know, he used to enjoy it just getting out of Birmingham. And, you know, I think that was everyone wanted to do, just get out of their hometown, really, anyway. And that was track four and that was obviously like you know dead wretched a local brummy band for steve anyway so was there many other sort of local bands sort of knocking around other than it was gbh you said drongos any other were any real skinny bands out there or, or was it just 
punk and all, yeah, mixed in. There was there was a Skinhead band uh, called Inflicted Youth. Um, they actually they actually supported the the Thai Dolls when they played in Birmingham, yeah. um, but um, they they never really they did I think they did one demo tape and sort of uh, faded away a bit. But um, now the, the main obviously the main one is GBH, yeah. and uh, so we, we've seen them. We, we, we're sort of we, we, we know that we know them personally. If you know what I mean, they they've been, they've, they've sort of um, we, we sort of grew up with them. We've they've know us at all their gigs and all that, and they've, they've, they've been they've been coming up with. Is that Ross who lives <laughs> down down there? This one. I think he was helping out a keyboard player in my mate's band UB42. He, he was driving them from Birmingham for years. Yeah, they've still got, I mean, they've still got the same lineup apart from the matches and all. Is, is there a few venues kicking around that's putting bands back on now, and Steve, around that way as well at the moment? <sighs> mate, I'll tell you what. Birmingham as, as a place, it, 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 it's dead. I know there's been yeah. there's been nothing on for ages. Yeah. Is that, um, that punk band, noise band, boys? That's, that's definitely no Digbeth Hall, nothing like that no more. Nothing happening. <laughs> Nah, there's, there's not been anything uh, for a while. I mean, we was close to doing a, a gig at I'm going back even now, back about five years, and uh, we were supposed to play a local gear, and uh, that got pulled. And nah, there's, there's absolutely nothing. It, it's um, well, you, you know yourself. As soon as you try and book anything, the, the phone calls start, and the, and the, and they say, oh yeah, you're a Nazi band. And, uh, you just you know, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it just takes one phone call down. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Because they don't know the ins and outs of the band anyway, do they? They don't really yeah. know. They don't know. They're just talking, talking, you know, talking up the historics of it all or whatever. You know, no, no. The thing is, what they forget is back in the, in the mid 80s, yeah. all the bands were, were doing gigs together because they just wanted to play in front of other punks and skinheads yeah. who, were, who were into the oi scene and all that. Yeah. And you might have had bands who were considered now like to be right with bands, but and then it'd be like. Like, uh, I mean, we did gigs with the, with the riffs and things like that, and, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, and Skin Deep from Doncaster, yeah. you know, real, like, what you would say would be a left-wing band and all that, but I always make sure when anybody said anything, I said, look, when, 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 we don't want politics, but, and yeah. I made sure none of our songs have been political. political. Yeah, of course, yeah, same here. Same here, yeah. We kept, kept well away from that shit, you know what I mean? If yeah. people want to do it, let them get on with it. I'm not going to slag any more daddy if they want it. That's their belief, that's what they want to do, but... You know, I can't help thinking a lot of these bands would have been a lot bigger if they just kept their nose shut. Yeah. <laughs> and also, as well as that, as also as well as that, don't sometimes when they see two, three, four hundred lots of skinheads and punks turn up, people get scared because they moved into their area, aren't they? And as well into their, into yeah. their area where there's a, a venue on it. What are they doing in here next to that bush? You know, oh, that's yeah. a, a, a political agenda, and that ain't no bollocks. You know what I mean? That's, mm. that's, yeah, how, no. that's how that just gets starts from one thing to another, and that's. A sad case of affairs because people don't take it for what it is now, isn't it? you know what I mean? Oh, no. I mean, my politics are now like, why does this beer cost so much? That's about it. Yeah, and, and petrol as well. When, when, yeah. when they said it's yeah. going to stop at 170, you know, keep yeah. going at 180, 190, and everyone else, and the government are doing nothing about it, you know? I mean, I mean, back in the early days, all the bands were singing about the four minute warning and yeah. Thatcher's Britain. Now it's, uh, why does my pint cost so much? And if yeah. I put my eating on it, it's going to bankrupt me. Yeah, of course, yeah. You've got to pay the bills again. Super. Well, on that, and Steve, we're getting, to our, we're getting to our final track and from you today, mate. If you'd like to introduce your final track that'd be brilliant mate cheers for that well uh, well the thing is I've, I've got to even though they had the biggest self-destruct button ever it's got to be the blitz 
because of the 2.2 skin lineup, and it, that just about sums up everything that I sort of knew about. Oh, it was punks and skinheads together, and you know, and bushels, boot boys, whatever that was. But it was punks and skins, and as like I say, on they had the, that the, the single car had a big self destruct button, but at the time they were like fantastic, yeah. and it's the blitz and. <laughs> Steve Curtis from Jack the Lad and the Streetwise Show on BootboyRadio.net, and you're listening to G-Man Sessions. Have it. Man's have it sessions on www.bootboyradio.net this Sunday afternoon, one to three. We had an interview for a while. We had Mr. Jason Boyce a couple of weeks back, uh, a couple of months back, I should say, and then we had a couple of reruns of Mr. Bushel and Mr. Noel Martin from Menace. You know, sadly I was on holiday for two weeks, but there you go. You know, that's caught up with me anyway, and. Uh, we're likely to be listening to a few that reminiscent with the man himself, Mr. Steve Walker, uh, drummer in um, Close Shave, Section 5. He's played in a few bands, but mad, predominantly it's all about Close Shave and back from from, eight, from 83 and 85. Younger than me, sadly, that is what I can say, but then, you know, he's still around playing drums now for the band. And um, So, what do you think? Uh, so, are you back with us then, Steve? Are you all right there? Can you hear us loud and clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I can hear you, right? I can hear you. Yeah. Superb. So, what do you think the future sort of holds now, really, like after COVID and, um, you know, regarding the scene? You've got a few gigs lined up, you're doing another album, what are you up to? Are you doing doing much, or, uh, you know, how are you, band, how are you taking it with the band at the moment? Or are you just carrying well, on doing what well, you do? Well, to be honest, I know I'm never going to be a millionaire over it, mate. That's yeah. one thing I can uh, guarantee. Yeah, but uh, no, we're just plodding on. We're just getting, you know, we've got a few gigs abroad. Well, we're off to the Czech Republic next next month, but um, and Spain. October, uh, yeah, October, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and, and I know we're off to Barcelona. Um, I think it's easy April or May or something next year, or not even June. The, like what date is the October one? Because I'll see if we can get it. It's eight before the week before or something. Just on top of Oh, mate, you've you put me on the spot. Oh, I, sorry, I'll have a look looking... anyway. I'll have a look. Don't worry. <laughs> Without looking at me, your uh, diary's obviously uh, fully booked, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, but, um, I just I, I, I just uh, hit the dustbin lids as, uh, as my brother says he does all the uh, organising and just says we're doing this this and this and I say oh yeah alright yeah. and uh, that, that, that's about my barrier to be honest but no I mean we're just plodding on and uh, you know as long as people <laughs> want us to play somewhere if they, they want us to put us on then we're available you know what I mean Brilliant. We 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 cheap as chips, as I say. Yeah. So you, you, you got you say you got a new track coming out on, on this Christmas sampler. sampler. Yeah, 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 we're doing. We're actually in the studio on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, putting track down. I, th- I think it's a Spanish compilation. We've just done one for an American compilation. All these compilations out just keep coming <laughs> thick and fast. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, it's a it's a Christmas uh, comp- uh, release. Um, and we're recording it this Sunday, so is that on a particular label? I'll have to get me sli- I'll have to get sleigh bells out, mate. Yeah, yeah. Is that particular label? Is that label? You want? To, you can mention the label or the record company or whatever you got. You know what I mean? You know what Again, you need, you need to speak to the one, the, the brains of the outfit, that's, that'll be lurch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. He knows all the details. Yeah, so, so you're going on Sunday, so you're not going to do another album or anything, or are you just going to take it as it comes? Uh, say that again, mate. So you're not going to do another album, you're just going to take it as it comes? Yeah, do, yeah well... Yeah. The fact is, we've still got half of an album not released from when we did, when we did the We Are For Our album because nice, the guy yeah. who did it, there was enough, there was too much to put on a, a single album. We yeah. said, do it as a double album, but he weren't interested in that. So there's still sort of six tracks missing off that album. Who was that for last time? And that was on it was on Swedish, some Swedish label, were not it? Pretty shitty town, yeah. was it pretty shitty town? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. Shitty town, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that was We Are For Yeah, We Are For Our, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we keep saying to him, why, why, you know, originally he said he was going to release the album, yeah. and then he come back to us to say there's too many tracks, yeah. and we says, well, why don't you just do a double album? And then he said he didn't want to do a double album, but he would release it as like a 12-inch single oh, yeah. afterwards, but that never materialised, yeah. so we we're going to sort of, we'll have to even sort of push him in the end, I suppose, and say, look, either release them or we'll just redo them or yeah. and, and put them out against another six, seven tracks, and we'll do another album, because we've got, we've got, Way, we've got way enough tracks to do another album, mm-hmm. and in fact, that'll be the that'll be our, that, that, that we're sort of already working on that in our minds actually. That we've, we've got another album uh, mm-hmm. ready to come out, ready to be put together, I should say. And are you playing some of these tracks live as well, then, Steve? Do you think they're, they're pretty good for there or whatever? You know, pretty good to get out there now. We've brought we actually we did a couple in um, uh, we, we played with you lot in Scotland, we did a couple of new ones. And um, you were probably too busy at the bar or gone down the pub down the road or something while uh, us uh, vagabonds were on. But, uh, yeah, we did a couple then. And um, probably most people looked at us and thought, what the hell's that? We don't know that song. Yeah, yeah that's the only thing. That's the only way you chuck a new one in. You've had it in you, really, as well. But, um, so it's what's not, the... Um, it's not like, like going to see any of the bands, to be honest, though. Isn't it? When you, yeah. you go and see sort of like stiff little fingers, if they're not playing basically the Nobody's Heroes album, you start getting bored, don't you? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what's the line the current line up of the band at the moment in as well before we say bye yeah well it's still it's still me me on drums lurch um uh, uh, vocals yeah. and we've got um jack on guitar still and uh charlie on uh, bass That's what we've actually got um a rhythm guitarist coming in for this uh he's not in the band, but he's and it's um, it's my son Carl, yeah, and he's gonna, and he's going to put a few guitar tracks down as a rhythm guitarist for this recording, and he's and, and I'm going to try and persuade him. How old is he then? How old's your, your son then? How old's your son? Uh, I should say he's about ten, but he's not. He's he's twenty nine. Yeah, same age. My lad, see my lad, my lad's lad. Yeah, but if I say ten, can I say ten? And then he makes me sound not that old. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he's, ten, he's ten gunk. Oh, super, mate, super. <laughs> nah, he's coming. He's got, um, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to persuade him to come down and put a few few little bits and pieces on. And then I says, well, look, when I snuff you, at least you'll have something. He'd say, look, I played with my old man on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, course, my, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's what's in my head anyway. But and yeah. I might get him to come down if we do this, uh, start recording the new album, get him on that as well. So he's get his little, get his little uh, dedication on there. He's you know. well, he's out here. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? That's the first thing. He said, <laughs> I want royalties. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, well, I can give you the five up front. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> for, five, for five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'll cover you for the first five years. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> well, on that note, Ed, Steve, um, you know, it's, it's your chance now. This is your air then on G-Man's Abbott Sessions on Boot Boy Radio. You want to say a, a final goodbye to a few people? Yeah, you, the air's all yours, mate. Help yourself. Uh, it's just everybody. I mean, everybody who knows me. It's just been. I mean, just too many to mention you know, and all that. And this is for putting up with me. And you, mate, uh, uh, with, with your getting eighty four, and you, you, I've, you know, I've got a lot of respect for you for carrying on. And you were the ones who, who sort of give us a break in the early days as well. So thanks for that, mate. Yeah, but right, mate. Uh, yeah, we'll keep plodding on. You keep plodding on, and we'll uh, let, let them keep hating us. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, if they hate you, it means you're still doing it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what punk and always all about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as you have to appeal everybody what's the what's the freaking point no, no, <laughs> you're supposed no, to be no. supposed to be upsetting people not not making them feel lovely don't they no, <laughs> brilliant well thanks for your time today steve and that you yeah. know what i mean you have a good and weekend I, yeah. and uh, hopefully you'll be able to listen about yourself laughing and joking about it all yeah you know, reminiscing <laughs> I, reminiscing yeah, over can, all the years you know what i mean yeah can i can i go down the pub now mate yeah of course you can i'll get you a beer next time see you have a good day yeah, thanks I, it's, it's not it's not my range you see it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's my mate's range so i'm gonna get in there now yeah don't blame thanks uh, take care and I'll speak to you soon thanks very much hello to all you Scar and Punk fans out there this is Mickey Blue Eyes lead singer of the Decatones we hope to see you at some of our gigs throughout 2022 this is for G-Man's Avit Sessions on bootboyradio.net Dread. Yes, that's right. Oh, I've always wanted to meet you. Oh, really? Why? Well, I'm a really big fan of yours. That's very nice of you to say that. Is it true? Is what true? What they say about Big Nine. Well, I think you'd better have a look for yourself. It's true. It's true. Come on, Dred, get him off. No, what do you take me for? Come on, don't be shy. Boots were killing me. Here, look at this. Oh my god, I don't believe it. Oh, come on, touch it. You must be bloody joking. You're not even a proper woman. 
You're a geezer dressed up. You're one of those uh, trans, uh, what they call them, transvestites. Oh, come on, dear, this is 1975. I don't know. Every time I come out, every bloody time, it always ends up in sillies. Come home and give me love, please. I'll tell you what, I'll give you bloody love. I'll give you the rough end of a pineapple. Go on. Oh. <laughs> you nasty man, you... Oi! Take your sodding handbag with you! <laughs> So there you go, that was our exclusive record error from that. Once you get the Mickadecatones jingle goes in, you get a Judge Dread number and a one and exclusive for each show with G-Man's Avid Sessions this Sunday afternoon on bootboyradio.net. Before we plays your tame, just so because we all love you out there in Bootboy Radio land, you know what I mean? That's where it is anyway. But obviously that was for Steve Walker, the interview obviously had done a couple of weeks ago and that, and this is the first week back we're lucky to get in there. Um, We've got a little gig, uh, they're playing, at Close Shaver playing at Prague, I think it is, Czech Republic, on the 15th of October, which is next weekend as well. And also, we've got this little feature first, don't we? Quick, let's get on there. So this will be a new feature. If you can hear that music, you'll know that it's a new, it's a new feature coming up on your G-Man's Avid Sessions on Boot Boy Radio. And we'll be sort of telling you about a gig. Hopefully it's happening in the forthcoming week or whatever, on a Saturday or Friday night or a Sunday, that weekend after. And hopefully you can get out there and see a bit of scar, see a bit of punk, see a bit of oil, whatever. And hopefully you'll get out and enjoy a night out as well. And um, that may be local to you, no, it may not, but hopefully we can give a shout out to a gig that's happening anywhere where people may be able to come down and at least get out and play as much as we can. Anyway, so once you hear this music, I would say get up, get it up, get off your ass, and hopefully you're getting some support live scene because I think everybody needs support now as much as possible. And we get out to a live gig and hopefully you enjoy that as well. So hopefully you'll be sort of listening to pretty regular on G-Man's Abbott Sessions on Boo Boo Radio, and we'll be sharing out as many gigs as we can yeah, we've got to say this week's gig feature for Saturday the 15th of October is a couple of bands that are at the Dublin Castle, a little regular horn we pop down there now and then in Camden in London town. And um, this is band 999 a headline with Damage UK and the Dead Pollies all at um, Dublin Castle. Tickets £10 in advance. I think there's food tickets flying out already anyway. And as at Dublin Castle, 999 usually pull quite a few people in around London and that anyway so that's on Saturday the 15th of October that's the only feature we got this week because we, we had to cut down a bit of things this week because obviously we've got uh, Mr Walker giving us quite a bit of time up we've only been in the last 25 minutes of this afternoon's one till three session on G-Man's Abbott Sessions this afternoon and uh, we've got a few more tracks but not many to play for you so I hope glad that you can catch us but just to just let you know to be honest I mean say I did play the wrong Is You Believe there part two as well you know from the original way oh, I couldn't believe it but it's the only one I could dig out to be honest and managed to get that out and obviously like he did a bit of talk and then whatever and um, kept chatting away and we're in the last 25 minutes so hope you enjoyed what he had to say about the scene and what his, his top five tracks out Upstart Splodge 
bit of stiff little fingers. Dead Wretched, local band for him, and obviously Blitz Classic raises in the night as well. Hope you enjoyed that, and you're listening to us regular listener on G-Man. So it says, hope the regular boys are out there, Fatty and a few of them, Northern Dave and a, hopefully a few, but Gid, I heard Gid is listening from Leicester now at the moment. Hope you're doing all right, Gid. Hope to see you soon. And um, obviously we've had Mark McGee over from uh, America this last couple of weeks uh, f- doing the Condemned 84 album, and, um, you know, he's back at Leicester, and he's, he's here to the sort of mid, uh, the end of October, so, you know, we're, we're having a few beers with him and doing a few gigs here and there, a few things with Mark McGee, so that's great as well. So let's get on to the, we've got to play some tracks real quick, come on, this is a classic.
Recently, last weekend, I think, blew the roof off the Great British Alternative Festival at Skegness. Last band on for the last um, festival ever. They're not doing that anymore, which is a shame at Skegness, Butlins, you know what I mean? And they were last on 11 o'clock, so I hope they went down well and enjoyed it anyway. Brilliant. And a uh, little before that, we had a little bit of Ain't No League and obviously classic skids in the valley anyway. Here's a bit of Johnny Moped. <laughs> You're freaking me out. You look around like you don't see a thing. You think you're cool 'cause you're wearing that. 
Radio is sponsored by the Prince Regent, Regent Road, Great Yarmouth. Live entertainment seven days a week throughout the summer season and every weekend throughout the whole year. Great Yarmouth's premier live entertainment venue, the Prince Regent, Regent Road, Great Yarmouth.
There you go, a little bit of, there you go, a little bit of classic uh, Cox Barrett here with Spirit of 76. Before that, we had a little bit of Johnny Moped, Hey Belinda from Lurigate, the mind album anyway. Sadly, we're in the last 10 minutes of G-Man's Abbott Sessions this Sunday afternoon, one till three. <coughs> Excuse me. Hope you've been listening loud and clear. Hope you enjoyed Mr. Walker's interview. Sunday the 9th of October. We're glad to be back. We've been away for a few month, few weeks now anyway, and then, like I say. And um, hopefully we'll get back to doing a few more interviews in the next couple of months as well anyway. Let's enjoy the last couple of tracks, which are classics. Oi, oi, all you slags out there. This is Deptford John. You're listening to G-Man's Avid Sessions on bootboyradio.net. <laughs>
classics there to finish off the day for you anyway. But that was uh, the Addicts Viva La Revolution. That was my mate Colin. His birthday on the 2nd of October. Or, or missed them while, I, while it's been away. So I've, so I've been away recording, like I say, and uh, missed his birthday. So I have a big shout out to Colin there. And uh, obviously, hey, little rich boy, Sham City 9 well, Sadly, we're into the last track of the day. Hope you've been li- enjoyed listening to G-Man's Avid Sessions this Sunday afternoon, 1 till 3, 9th for Sunday the 9th of October. Hope you enjoyed the Steve Walker interview and his tracks and his top five and hope you enjoyed it. I've listened to what he's got to say, reminiscing about um, Punk and Oi from 76 onwards. And hopefully you'll catch us again on G-Man's Avid Sessions every Sunday, 1 till 3, on www.bootboyradio.net. We've got to end up with a classic, and this is The Ruts. And uh, hope you have a good week, and as always... Keep the faith. supposed to blow the bleeding doors off. You've just blown the roof off as well.
You've been listening to G-Man's Havoc Show on Boot Boy Radio. Keep the faith. So we'd just like to say thank you for joining us this afternoon on Boot Boy Radio for G-Man's Avid Sessions. Hope you've enjoyed the tracks. And we'd just like to say finally, hopefully you can catch us next week and at the same time, same place, 1 till 3, Sunday on Boot Boy Radio. In the meantime, have a good week and keep the faith. Cheers to all.